Hi, good afternoon. This is Mainly Matters. My name is Patty Matthews, and I am hosting Mainly Made. And today, we're going to be speaking with Kelly Thompson, the owner of the Whole Grain Bake Shop, located at 231 North Main Street in Brewer. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Patty. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing very well, thank you. I'm looking forward to doing this. Oh, day out of the kitchen, huh? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Kelly, uh, I've known you a while, and uh, still, there's so much about you that I don't know. I'm wondering if you would uh, introduce yourself to our listeners, give us a little information about your education and your background. Okay. Well, I was born in Bangor and lived in Maine most of my life. Um, my dad was in the Air Force, and my mom was a homemaker. Um, she took care of us, you know, and made all of the meals and the tasty desserts. So she did all the baking and cooking when I grew when I was growing up. And, you know, I mean, it's funny that I should like to bake so much now because I was never hands-on, you know, in the kitchen with her. So, you know, but I just, I learned my love of food and baking from her. Uh-huh. But but later in life, I was me. I taught myself how to cook and bake. So, but, you know, mom always made food that tasted so good and it made me so happy. And I think this is why I like to bake for people today. You know, I want to make them happy. Yeah. You so, know, it sounds pretty reasonable. <laughs> so, so how did you get started? Um, was that your first love, your first job, or did you sort of lead up to it? Well, no, I mean, I, you know, just, I never really did cooking and baking, you know, growing up, you know, I just went to high school in Bangor, graduated in 1980, you know, met my future husband, got married in 81, became a long haul truck driver with him until 1985. Yeah. That's interesting. (laughs) It was quite a life, you know, it was rough, you know, it was a lot of driving and a lot of sitting and, you know, I got my license in 82 and helped him with the driving and. I also took care of a lot of the paperwork for the business, so I gained some experience with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but unfortunately, like I said, there was a lot of sitting and a lot of long hours and a lot of bad truck stop food. So oh. it, you know, it just it wasn't the healthiest back then. Right, right. So ultimately, you know, I just ended up gaining some weight. You know, like we usually do. But yeah. <laughs> and- we ended up selling the truck and came back to Bangor, and you know, we settled down. And I did some cooking and baking then, but. Yeah, still, it was not the healthiest of choices then either. So, right. So, but you know, it 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 seems like it seems like there was a that was sort of a catalyst for you to yeah. to learn healthier choices, healthier eating, and 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 then once you were done driving truck. And eating healthier, what happened then? Well, you know, as life happens, you know, things like a divorce, you know, so I was in, ended up on my own. And at that point, you know, I'd really taken an interest in trying to lose some of the weight that I'd gained over the years. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I started to take better care of myself. And I found, you know, healthier recipes to do cooking and baking with better food choices and, you know, that type of thing. And I, I ended up finding out that I had a knack for cooking and baking. So, you know, during that time, I ended up finding myself a really good job, you know, with an independent insurance agent. So it was part time, but it was almost full time pay and benefits. So, you know, and I didn't know really that that job was ultimately going to help, you know, to shape my future. That's you know, a, I, yeah, I ended up going into college in 99. My boss had told me, he says, oh, just, you know, you can 
make your own hours if you want to go to school and go ahead. So, so I did. <laughs> that is that is really interesting. Driving a truck, selling ins- or working in an insurance office, and then back to school. Yep. Hot. That's yeah. Very diverse. (laughs) I know. Yeah. I mean, you know, not the usual transition for things. Most people go to school right out of high school, you know, college out of high school. But no, I decided to wait for about 20 years and (laughs) and then do it. So, (laughs) well, obviously it's worked in your favor. So now from the insurance office to going back to school, how much longer before you ultimately became the face and the hands and the stove and the stirrer <laughs> behind the whole grain bake shop. Well, you know, it was in 2014 when I opened the bake shop, but I had a lot to do before that. Um, you know, I still had some education that I had to get. I originally wanted to become a registered dietitian, you know, in huh. college at UMO, and wanted to help people with their diets and so forth. Mm-hmm. But towards the end of my tenure there. Um, I found that I wasn't really going to be able to go on and do that. Uh, just financially, it was not possible. Okay. So I had to think, what else could I do? <laughs> so Did she? I, you know, I decided I wanted to do something with healthy food, you know, because that was a part of my life at that point. And I wanted to have help people with their diets. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to figure out a way that I could still do that. And, you know, you know, the only thing that I came up with was, well, I could, everybody needs food, so... I figured, well, why not have some sort of a little bake shop? Because I loved baking more than I loved cooking. Uh huh. So I loved the sweet treats and everything. Mom always used to make the best whoopie pies. <laughs> <laughs> so she gave me the sweet tooth, I think, when I was a kid. Yeah. And so, so gluten-free. Tell me about gluten- why gluten-free. Well, when I was at Eastern Maine Community College, I was getting a little bit of commercial kitchen experience. Um, some of the students there... One was diagnosed as celiac, and the other was sensitive, so I had been talking to them about their issues with, you know, gluten and so forth, and it led me to do a report on what was trending and upcoming in food trends, and I found out that so many more people were were starting to need gluten-free foods, allergen-free foods, you know, things that were all Mm -hmm. natural, you know, and things like that, so... I decided, well, you know, that might be a good way to go. Um, you need to specialize in something really these days in order to be able to attract the people to your business. Yeah. So, and I started looking at that and deciding, well, that was, you know, probably the way to go and do that. So, you know, because there were so many more people that were needing gluten-free. It just, allergies were increasing. Well, I can, I can tell you, I can say to the listeners firsthand that I've been privileged to sample some of your your delicacies and oh. I can and I have had gluten-free product in the past and the comparison it's just not there your your product uh, raises the bar I, I oh, thank you you're welcome but I, I wondered why is it that others that I've had in the past are crumbly and dry and kind of cardboardy tasting and so many I your molasses bread your <laughs> maple bacon blondies oh oh yes yeah well super favorite um, 
I remember the macaroons were nothing to sneeze at either. They were very oh, delicious. Yes. But why is it, what is it about the whole grain bake shop and the products that seem to be better, uh, taste better, make people happier? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think a lot of it has to do with the quality of your ingredients. Okay. I mean, you can use cheap ingredients and slap something together and, and sell it. And believe it or not, yeah, people will buy it. Mm. But and that's true. It, it's you can create an inexpensive product that way as well, but it's not the healthiest and it's not the best tasting either. So that was another issue that I had to research on. You know, it's like looking at what was healthy and what wasn't, and what tasted good. That's one of the reasons why I did so much recipe testing before I even opened the bake shop. Right. Did two years worth of it, looking at you know what other gluten-free cooks were using and vegan cooks and that type of thing. So, to see what inv- ingredients were available, and, so, and I had heard all of those things too about things being dry and crumbly and, and yeah. whatnot. So I was like, yeah. well, why does it have to be that? So it, it just it depends on a greatly good deal on the ingredients, and 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 it shows. It definitely shows. It translates well. Um, how did you? first introduce your products to this area, the Bangor Brewer greater area? Well, basically I started with just a Facebook page, you know, and and thank God word of mouth from my customers too, who all knew people who needed, you know, something allergen free. So, you know, and then I had a website built and the website people, they got me set up into Google and Google searches. So that was really a big help. And then I decided, you know, that I was going to need something other than just the bake shop to really reach out to more people. So I needed to go out to where the people were. And so I found out that I could sell my wares at a wonderful little craft fair on Saturdays that was in Bangor at the Grange Hall. <laughs> yeah. And that's... coincidentally, that was run by you, Patty. <laughs> it was. It was. And, and I was always very impressed with the fact that uh, you always had a pleasant smile. You were customer oriented and customer concerned. And you took the feedback and ran with it mm. and, and made yourself something, you know, really worked at this. So I have been trying. <laughs> I've, I've also noticed that those days, you know, those days we, we had a lot of fun and have, I still have great friendships from the Crafty Flea. But when I had the Crafty Flea and when you were a vendor with us, you didn't have the product line that you've introduced at the Whole Grain Bake Shop. No, this is true. I... Well, I didn't have the space to be able to do that back then because mm-hmm. I was in the basement of St. Patrick's Church using their little kitchen to uh, make my stuff. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> but, I mean, it was a good place to start, too, because I only had rent that I had to pay. I mean, I was operating on a shoestring, so mm-hmm. they weren't charging me for electricity or heat or water, any of that. They, right saw that, you know, I needed help in getting started. So they just said, well, we just want to make sure that you can just pay your rent and then we'll help you with the rest of it. So it's pretty wonderful. That was, it was wonderful. I'm so very thankful for my start there at St. Patrick's church. Well, good. I'm glad you mentioned them. And, and, and so they're, you're part of the brewer community as your business. 
Yes. And do you have an investment in that community? Do you give back to that community when possible? I try to. Um, if I do over baking or something, if I have a lot of things left over at the end of the week, then a lot of times I would take them over to like the Bangor area homeless shelter, you know, and, uh -huh. and give them to the people there. Excuse me. And then um, even while I was uh, getting ready to reopen the bake shop in my new location in 2017, I partnered up with the Brewer Food Pantry and Fantastic. did a food drive. Mm -hmm. Did a do food drive for that. So that turned out pretty well. So, I, you know, and I'm trying just to be a cornerstone in the community to be able to serve everybody and not just the people who need the gluten-free. Sure, sure. You know. So let's talk a little bit about some of the specials that are very well received. Uh, you have a dairy-free haddock chowder. Oh, yes. <laughs> let's talk about that a little bit so people know what you offer. Well, the bake shop itself is gluten-free, dairy-free, and soy-free to begin with. Okay. Everything. Okay. And I have a lot of vegan choices, but not everything is vegan because I do use eggs in some things. Okay. So, but, you know, there is always, I'm always being careful in the kitchen when I'm making, you know, recipes and things like that, trying not to do any cross-contamination because I know that that is a big issue with a lot of my customers. Right, right. So, but uh, dairy-free, there are so many people who are lactose intolerant and they're loving everything that I can make pretty much that, you know, the dairy-free versions of whatever soups and things that I can do. That's wonderful. And I also noticed that you have something called Pizza Fridays. Oh, yes. Once a month, I do that on the fourth Friday of the month. I make my own shells and my own sauce, which are both gluten-free and vegan. Wonderful. And it's just an eight-inch shell. It's perfect for a personal pizza, or if you want to share it with somebody, there, you know, there's enough there to share. Okay, but so um, I hope you know, I just do that once a month. Mm -hmm. Tried to do it every week, but found out I was throwing away more stuff than I was selling. So. Uh, one of my customers who had been a caterer suggested that I just do it once a month and let people know that that's when they can get it. And, you know, I might have more sales that way. Well, sure. And the anticipation builds up all month. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They know they can't get it just any time. Right. Well, you know, <laughs> so. this is this has really got to be very helpful because if you have a gluten allergy, if you have an intolerance, mm -hmm. you're searching I mean, we all have to eat. Right. And and I don't want to eat something just because it's good for me. I, I kind of want to like it, too. So Exactly. <laughs> so it's very cool that people know that they can come and see you. And I happen to know personally you're very knowledgeable and very willing to let people know what ingredients are in what. You're just always 100% oh, yes. about your ingredients and... Very knowledgeable. That's a huge help. I know. When I started this whole thing, uh, originally I didn't have food cards that listed all of the ingredients. And then everybody started asking me, well, what's in this? And that was a lesson that I learned. It's like they really need to know all of the ingredients because it seems like people who have some sort of gluten sensitivity or intolerance seem to have other issues as well. Mm -hmm. I've got some customers who cannot have brown rice. <laughs> I've got some customers who can't have cinnamon. 
So it's little things like that that you normally wouldn't associate with allergies that you just have to put it out there. They needed to know. So then I started creating my food cards and people are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you have all of this out here listed. People are loving it. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, that's what makes you special. You go the extra step. So let's talk about the extra step when it comes to special orders. Well, um, special orders, I pretty much can do special orders. I Unfortunately, I, I don't do cakes anymore because I just don't have the time to do them. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a one-woman show, and I'm just trying to keep my bakery cases filled with stuff to be able to sell daily. And, I mean, that literally takes all of my time. Sure. But I can do special orders. People, you know, I often will suggest cupcakes instead of a cake. And I can, you know, I can do decorations on those and writing and that type of thing. So those have been going over very well. Mm -hmm. And some of my customers actually like to get the full batch of something versus one or two items, like a whole pan of brownies instead of just one or two. Because they like to stock up and put things in the freezer uh, have for later. <laughs> I, I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think we all can. Yeah, I can relate to that. So now you, you mentioned that you use high-end ingredients. and, and that's, Well, yeah, high quality, definitely okay. high quality. And that's, that's important for people to understand that in order to make the items that you put in your case, it does cost more. Yes, it does. But the taste, once again, people have no problem paying to go out to a fine restaurant to eat a fine meal. A lot of people that have these gluten intolerances, yes, they can't do that. No. So the translation is the cost. And I don't know, but it seems to me that if, person is going to get something that they can enjoy and isn't going to make them ill, it's worth the cost. I have been told that a lot by a lot of my customers. They truly do feel that way. Well, that's a good thing. It is. It is. And I mean, I try not to you know, overprice my things because I, I have to look at it from the other side of the counter as well. It's like if I was a customer coming into my own shop, you know, would I pay that? And I, you know, so I try to balance, balance it all out somehow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you're doing a, a very good job of it. And, and, and can we talk a little bit about, <clears throat> excuse me, the state of our world today? It's quite different. Oh, yes, it is. And how has the pandemic affected your business and your sales? Well, it has really put me into a nosedive, unfortunately. And I, as with a lot of other people, too, I'm sure. Um, everybody still needs food, and I am in one of those specialty businesses that people still need. Right. So, you know, I mean, but still, um, the pandemic, you know, in January and February of 2020, before this all started, I had really forecasted a really good year because both January and February had turned out to be the best January and February I've ever had. So, (laughs) you know, but then March came in like a lion, you know, along with COVID-19 and everything just came to almost a a halt. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and the first thing was the disappearance of any walk-in customers that I had. 
you know, because of like the initial lockdowns and mm -hmm. shelter in place orders and people were scared. Sure. So, you know, they didn't want to expose themselves and I could totally understand that. Right. But, you right. know, and then over the summer, same thing, you know, the travel ban, no tourist traffic, you know, there went about 50% of my summer sales. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just regular customers weren't and they still, you know, aren't so regular as they used to be. Right. Because people are still not going out like they were before. That's you know, true. I used, used to have people come in, you know, like a couple, three times a week even and, you know, every week. But now it's like maybe once a month, if that. So it's tough. Do you do you offer curbside pickup? And well, yes, if people ask for it. I mean, originally when we had the problem in March, I had to close the shop for about a week just so that I could, you know, figure out what I was going to do regarding curbside service. And so I still needed to be open. So that was how I, you know, remedied that and prepaid curbside service only. And I brought it out to the car. So, well, but yeah. So how, where do you see your business going from here? Well, hopefully up. <laughs> do you, you know, I mean, it's a little bit better now. The, the traffic in the business that I'm having is so much better now this year than it was last year. Oh, good. good. But, you know, still it's not as good as it could have been without the COVID-19. Right. So, you know, and I mean, I know where I want to go, but I'm not really sure how to get there now at this point without the money needed to do it. And I really don't want to take out another loan to do that. Mm -hmm. um, I... Just, I'd like to expand the menu and the hours, but in order to do that, I need employees. But if the money's not there to be able to pay the employees, then you can't right. expand. Right. This <laughs> so is a, definitely a catch-22, definitely a difficult time and a difficult situation. So a, a couple of things that I'd like to say, I'd like to point out. Uh, being an entrepreneur, is risky business in any time frame. Mm. Being an entrepreneur during a pandemic could be suicidal, but but <laughs> yes, <laughs> but you've managed to hold your own, uh, tweaking this and adjusting that, and doing the best you can do under the circumstances. Yes, and I just want to say, if there's any businessmen out there or women would like to help Kelly out with a little bit of advice as to maybe how she could regroup and be ready for a better season. She would like to hear from you. Uh, nothing ventured, nothing gained. And I know there's people out there that, that would be very interested in talking to you and seeing if they can give you some good advice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If anybody has some solid business guidance they can offer or money to invest with a solid upcoming bake shop and growing clientele, you know, give me a call. I would love to talk to them. So, well, let's let's once again before we say goodbye, I'd like you to uh give your the address, the name, your hours, your Facebook page, your website, whatever information you'd like to give to our listening public. Okay. Yeah, it's the Whole Grain Bake Shop. It's 231 North Main Street in Brewer. My telephone number is 207-745-7528.
My hours are Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 4.30 p.m., and masks are required in the bake shop. Uh, you can find information about the bake shop on my Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com backslash the whole grain bake shop. And there is a menu link as well on my Facebook page. So you can reach the menu to see what I do offer and pricing as well. And there's a pizza menu on there as well. <laughs> Wonderful. And, and can they call in an order and come pick it up? Yes, I prefer. Um, people can, I prefer people to call me. I don't often get a chance to look at Facebook or my phone a lot during the day unless somebody calls me. But So that's why I prefer phone calls. I can talk to them, and if I have questions, it can answer instead of just typing things back and forth. So it's so much easier. Well, we have all of this information. Let's hope that everybody listens and understands Business like the Whole Grain Bake Shop needs to stay open, and we need, she's a community-involved citizen, and we're supporting you, Kelly. Thank you so much. I, I need all the help I can get at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for listening, everyone. Once again, this is Patty Matthews with Mainly Matters, Mainly Made. Our entrepreneur, Kelly Thompson, was our guest today. Say goodbye now. <laughs> Have a great goodbye. day. Have a great day.